Hi, this is OpenArted, a podcast exploring why making art can be more practical than we think. I'm your host, Monika Majnoskaite, and today's episode is a little bit different. You know those days, weeks, where you feel down, unmotivated, and super tired? Well, I had that two weeks ago, when I almost managed to publish last episode on time. And then it hit me. I need to do an episode with a nutrition specialist and see if there is a way to balance those energy levels and maybe with a few tips help me and other people around me feel better. So before we start our conversation with nutritionist Camilla Barmaite, just letting you know that if you enjoy these episodes, you can help me grow by supporting Open Art and Monetarily. For that, please visit patreon.com Monika Mashanoskaite. And regarding this episode, Camilla will offer some individual advice, so stay till the end to find out all the details. Now, little backup for today's talk. Remember episode 14th with Barbara Oakley, a professor of engineering and a guru in learning? Here is what she has to say about healthy habits. I'm going to read a chapter from her book, Learning How to Learn. Food also feeds your brain. You may be wondering whether what you eat affects how you learn. The answer is yes, it does. In fact, if you exercise and have a healthy diet, it has a big impact on your ability to learn and remember. Bigger than either exercise or healthy eating alone. So what does it mean to eat healthily? Research shows that adding fruits and vegetables to your diet is a good idea. Try for a variety. Vegetables from the onion family, which includes garlic and leeks, contain chemicals that help keep away all sorts of diseases. Try to avoid fake foods that have had most of the nutrition process out of them. The fake foods family includes foods like french fries, chips, chicken nuggets, and anything with a lot of sugar or white flour in it, like donuts, some breakfast cereals, and soft drinks. Dessert is not a food group. And now I'm going to read a little bit about the exercise. So Barbara says, exercise does something else magical. It enables your brain to produce other chemicals, such as serotonin and dopamine. These chemicals help you come up with new ideas. They allow you to see how old ideas can link up to form new ones. Then you can think in new ways. Exercise isn't just good for every organ in your body, it's good for your brain too. It improves understanding, decision-making, and focusing. It assists with remembering and switching between tasks. It can also help people recover from mental illness. Some psychiatrists say that exercise is stronger than any medicine. So now, since we heard this backup, let's switch to today's talk with Camille. Welcome, my dear Camille. <laughs> and today Thank you. you are going to play a very important role. You are going to explain how to live healthy, how to stay healthy, and how to maximize our energy levels. So welcome to Open Arted, Camille, and very happy to see you here. Thank you. I'm really glad that you invited me into your podcast, really. I'm super excited. <laughs> me too, me too. So uh, I know that you graduated from College of uh, Naturopathic Medicine in London. And uh, every time I say this word to anyone, no one knows what does it mean. Yes. <laughs> so if you could, if you could explain a little bit. Yeah. yeah, so basically a nutritionist, if it's a profession of nutritionist, is a person who focuses on foods and nutrition and explains the importance of nutrition uh, on health, Right. But uh, my profession is uh, naturopathic nutrition. So basically, as naturopathic nutritionist, I follow uh, naturopathic principles, uh, which are, uh, we believe that each person is unique and each person is an individual. So that's why each patient needs um, a particular plan, a personalized plan, rather than a general one, okay? So each one has a personalized protocol to nutrition. 
to the health, right? So do you agree with me that uh, each of us is unique? Each of us is different? Yes, I definitely agree. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if you can, if you look around, you understand that we all have uh, different uh, uh, environments, different social backgrounds. We all are different in our physics, uh, in our mental um, level. So none of us are the same. Right. So why the conventional medicine then is always giving the exact the same treatment for the people who have, for example, let's say diabetes. Right. So it's always the same drugs because conventional medicine, they are just trying to suppress uh, the symptoms of those conditions. So just to explain that as a naturopathic practitioners, we are, we are never focusing on, I mean, we are focusing on symptoms, but we are always looking for the root causes, what drives those symptoms. So what triggers those symptoms? So we, we are, like, for example, if you have pain, right? Uh, the conventional medicine doctor would give you painkillers right? And you will not feel the pain. But then us, we would ask, why do you have that pain? Where does it come from? Why is it there? You know, so we have like plenty of uh, questions to, to understand why it's, what, what causes this, uh, this uh, symptom, right? And then when we have this broader picture, we can uh, bring that person into balance, so we can uh, we can apply the right nutrition. Uh, we can uh, balance the lifestyle. We can balance the mental and physical well-being. And when we reach this balance, then we promote. We um, as an naturopathic practitioners, we believe uh, that the body has its own healing mechanisms. I don't know if you heard about that. No, never. Very interesting. Please never. continue. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so uh, our bodies are able to heal themselves uh, when, when they are in balance. Okay. So when uh, our physics, mental well-being, when um, our emotional well-being is balanced, right? Uh, then our body is more prone to, to heal itself from various conditions. It has been many researches made how the body is able to heal itself when um, he is in the right environment, okay? Mm -hmm. So what we are doing, we are just creating that right environment so that the body can accelerate that healing and heal by itself without just suppressing the symptoms. So I don't know if that makes sense. What is nutritional therapy? Yeah, it's totally made sense. And it's interesting because you said that we are all different, but on the yes. other hand, so many of us, and you know, this is why I actually contacted you because on that day I was so tired. I just, oh, yes. I just couldn't <laughs> handle this anymore. And then I spoke with my friends and they were like exactly the same like me, super tired, no energy. And I thought, okay, mm -hmm. I need to do this episode. I need to talk with a professional because this is a global yeah. <laughs> problem, you know, and even though we are all <laughs> global <different>, pandemic, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, global over overworking is a global thing. Yes. So yes, and exactly. I just um, I was curious about this, you know, healthy lifestyle, and is it possible to, you know, not reach those uh, edges? Because, like for me personally, I always reach those edges at some. At some point, I'm very balanced. And then I, I'm like, yes, I can do this. And I overdo it. And then okay. I say, okay, I need to completely go level one so I can okay. heal myself till the middle, you know? And I, and I ask myself why this should be a thing. Maybe it's possible to stay somewhere in between where you always feel okay and great, you know? Yeah, in, in balance. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, you know, like, as with everything, we always try to be in the right balance, but sometimes uh, the lifestyle, the life happens, and, uh, you know, like, sometimes we cannot control what's going on, and uh, some weeks we have more stress or more work, and we get a bit out of balance those, those weeks. But, uh, yeah, what happens, what happens is, like, what's the best, uh, what is the best advice uh, from my side? It would be to save time in your calendar, 
you know, like uh, time for relaxation, time for like, let's say 30 minutes, I'll do breathing exercises, deep belly breathing, okay? Then uh, the next day I'll do 30 minutes uh, at uh, 4 p.m., you know, meditation, for example. Then you, you have that, uh, you know, work calendar and then you just say those times that for sure you're going to do it. It's like another task that you have to do and then this will make a change will make a difference will help you to just balance you out to uh, to be more present more there more mindful just those little moments and then the same with exercise you know sometimes you don't have maybe one hour to exercise so why don't you have those uh, 15 minutes let's say that you can save in your calendar and just do some squats for 15 minutes or you know just um, I don't know raise your hands up in the air you know just moving your body just to improve the circulation in your body and uh, just to help also like I will explain you probably later how the exercise also helps with blood sugar balance and improving our energy and mood. Mm-hmm. So yeah, all these uh, little changes, it doesn't mean, that's why I'm, I'm always saying to my patients that it doesn't need to be 100% perfect, you know, your diet, your lifestyle, your uh, like spiritual life doesn't need to be like 100% perfect. But if you're doing just a little bit and start with that, then it will build up. And the moment then you will start to see the benefits, then you will feel that you want to do more of that. Yes, that sounds exactly right. As you said, 70-30, right? The rule. 80-20. Those 10%. No, 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 but it's okay. If you start from 70-30, that's perfect. (laughs) Okay, I guess my my lazy brain is telling me it's (laughs) 70-70. No, that's good. Already, like, uh, if you start from 50-50, then it's perfect already at the beginning. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about that energy. Maybe you can name some huge mistakes which we do and we don't really realize. I don't want to call this a mistake, and you know, not. Mm-hmm. I don't want to make people feel bad, but maybe yeah. there are some big mistakes that we do. Yeah. So first of all, like if if the client comes to me and he says that I have low energy then you know there are so many factors that can cause that low energy, then I would start to ask different kind of questions, okay? So first of all, of course, is the diet. I would ask, what, what do you eat during the day, okay? Is your diet is filled with uh, refined carbohydrates? Is it filled with uh, uh, simple carbohydrates like, uh, um, let's say, uh, white bread, white rice, you know, pasta, white potatoes, like all those kind of things, sugary foods, right? And then uh, do you eat enough protein? And then if person says, yeah, like um, like uh, every day I'm eating like uh, sandwiches and uh, some burgers, you know, and whatever, like uh, pasta. So yeah, understand then that the person might be disbalancing uh, its blood sugar levels, right? And what happens with blood sugar levels is a very interesting thing because uh, when we have those processed foods, uh, the processed foods, they are high in uh, sugar, right? So those foods are very quickly uh, digested, not even processed foods, even refined foods and those simple carbohydrates that I just explained that uh, that, uh, consist of white flours, right? So... Um, the sugar from the carbohydrates in those foods is released very quickly in the blood, right? So if we eat uh, a piece of white bread, it contains carbohydrates, right? And the glucose from those carbohydrates is released very quickly in the blood. So this will cause like a huge spike in blood. And then the huge spike in, uh, uh, in blood glucose happens, right? So then the uh, pancreas will start to produce insulin. And insulin is the hormone that will help to bring that glucose, that sugar in the blood, into the cells. And because this huge spike happens, so then this more of that insulin will be produced, right? Because that insulin is working very hard to put that glucose, the sugar, into the cells. And because of too much insulin produced, then this um, this uh, blood uh, glucose will will fall down, will have a crash. 
And when we have this crash, we, we feel very low in energy. We feel that we are very um, moody. We feel that we are anxious and happy with everything. And then at that point, we will reach for another kind of sugar hit, you know. So uh, some snacks, some sandwich biscuits, you know, chips. Uh, some sugary food, pastries, and all these kind of things. And then again, the spike would happen. And again, the, the, the crash, you know? And this we call the roller coaster, the sugar roller coaster, right? <laughs> so when, when we had this, it's, it's almost impossible to feel uh, good, to feel full of energy, to, feel in a, to be in a good mood, you know? So one of the ways would be to balance those blood sugar levels. And for this would be like eating more um, complex carbohydrates, focusing more on whole foods. So focusing on legumes such as lentils, chickpeas, beans, eating a lot of vegetables that are high in fiber, eating whole fruits instead of drinking fruit juices. And so these which, simple changes. Just wanted to ask which vegetables are very high in fiber? All vegetables are very high in fiber. They are all... They, what we say as nutritionists that we you need to eat a rainbow of vegetables because the more different colors of vegetables you eat, the more phytonutrients you receive. So, for example, uh, if you if you eat only cruciferous vegetables, they are very good for liver detoxification and they are very good for hormone balance, for example. Uh, but they are, all, I mean, they are they are good for those patients who want to achieve those results. So but this then, has. These are broccoli, cauliflower, yeah? Exactly. Broccoli, cauliflower, kale, cabbage, all of these vegetables. But then it's very, very good vegetables. If you can increase those, it's amazing. But then it's also good to boost other kind of vegetables like pumpkins, tomatoes, zucchini, you know, that have all the different colors. So the more colors you have, the more different antioxidants you have. Mm. And antioxidants, they really help to, uh, to fight stress, to fight uh, um, even fatigue, uh, just to increase, boost your immunity on all, all these kind of body functions, right? So that's why we always try to reach for different variety of vegetables. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing, as a musician, again, with, um, that is connected with energy, I would ask you, uh, so how many hours do you spend in front of uh, your instrument? So in your case, piano. Yeah, four to five, yeah. Exactly. So if your life is very sedentary, then we tend to have less oxygen in our blood. And oxygen is important to convert the nutrients in our blood into energy. So if we, you know, when we are active, we generate a lot of, bl- uh, a lot of oxygen because we breathe a lot. But when we always sit, our uh, breathing rate is really low. So we don't get enough of that oxygen. And we cannot turn those nutrients into energy. So it's another cause of fatigue. Then this, I would ask, how's your sleep? You know, it's like the basic thing. How many hours do you sleep? For me, I think I'm very, I'm very proud of myself because I feel (laughs) I sleep seven to eight, but I know many of my friends sleep really little. (laughs) So (laughs) that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So also, you know, I'm sorry, everyone who is listening. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> exactly. If you if you sleep seven to eight hours, that's perfectly enough. Uh, some people need even more than that. If the it really depends on the stress and activity levels. If you have lots of stress in your life, maybe even eight hours would not be enough for you. Maybe you would need nine or ten to for your so, body to recover. Ah, so you want to say that uh, the more stress and the more intense of a lifestyle you have, you need yes. to sleep more. I've never exactly. thought about it. Especially if you stress really a lot. If you have like very intensive schedule, then your body needs more hours to recover during the night, right? Mm-hmm. And also that the diet, the, 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 I mean, the more unclean your diet, the more you will feel like you need to sleep because your body needs to take that extra time to detoxify. Okay. And I wanted to ask uh, yes. about another paradox, you know, because when you are really stressed, I know many people mm-hmm. struggle to sleep. Because, you know, you are overstressed and you're really, really tired. So what, what to do then? 
Exactly. So many times it happens because when we are really stressed, our cortisol levels, the stress hormone levels are really, really high. And then we are in this sympathetic mode. Sympathetic mode is like fight or flight, it's called. So we are ready to fight. We are ready to, uh, you know, beat the enemy. It's, it's our, it's in our genetics is, is how we are created, right? So of course, at that moment, when we are ready to fight, we are not ready to sleep, <laughs> right? So it, it's, it's, it's kind of how the body works, but there are many, many techniques how this could be improved. Of course, you need to work a lot with yourself. I, the diet change can help. The, there are a lot of uh, nice natural herbs that helps to slow you down and put you in parasympathetic mode. Also, what I like to suggest to my patients is do some breathing exercise. Or if you don't like breathing exercise, then you can try meditation or just like, uh, you know, listen to their relaxing music before night. Another thing uh, for sleep is very important. Many people tend to go to, um, before going to sleep, to watch TV. Okay. And TV or watching your phone screen emits this blue light. And blue light in- interferes with production of melatonin. Melatonin is your sleep hormone. So the more you watch your phone or TV screen or other electronic device, the more, the less of melatonin you produce and the, the less restorative your sleep gonna be. Okay. So sometimes you may sleep eight hours but you don't understand like why do I wake up still tired you know like what's happening why I'm like um, my sleep was not refreshing so then you you would need to think maybe I was using too much of blue light during the day you know maybe I didn't get outside enough Uh, maybe I was drinking too much caffeine you know, mm. caffeine also, if you drink caffeine, exactly. <laughs> this is the worst part of this <laughs> podcast, coffee. <laughs> if you drink caffeine, for example, uh, the last cup, let's say at 3 o'clock, right? 3 p.m. So at 6, uh, sorry, at 10 o'clock at night, this caffeine will still be in your system, in your blood. So, of course, that will disturb your sleep. And if you drink the last cup of coffee at 6 p.m., so at 1 a.m., you will still have that caffeine in your system because the caffeine half-life is seven hours. So it's really long. So also you need to put that into the consideration. Mm. So so there are many, many factors that are connected with, uh, with uh, sleep. You know, you as I said, each person is unique and each person needs to find its own technique, what helps mm. And regards to regra- regards to energy, I didn't finish that. Another thing that might uh, be for some people is uh, food sensitivities. Uh, so sometimes people can feel uh, tired or like sluggish or uh, even like uh, in some weird mood, you know, because they they are sensitive to some products like gluten, dairy, eggs, corn, and th- when we eat those foods. Uh, like our body reacts to them, like the, and the immune system reacts and causes inflammation. And that inflammation, our body is concentrated on that inflammation and not too much concentrated on the energy production. So that is another kind of hidden source of uh, low energy. Of course, there, there are many other ones, but um, also, for example, if you are not eating enough, I would ask you how many calories do you eat a day? Maybe you eat like, you know, um, let's say two meals a day and then you don't have those nutrients to produce that energy. You see? Mm. Okay, so it can be like also irregularity uh, of uh, eating and uh, and exactly. uh, too little food. Too little. can be even too much because then you eat too much, then your body needs to work too much to process that food or it depends also which kind of food you eat you know if you eat the processed food then again like your body is in inflammatory mode another thing is uh, like if these uh, you know nutritional advices and lifestyle advices still um, don't help then I would ask the patient to do the blood test or functional test and then look for uh, nutrient deficiencies. So many times people who suffer with fatigue, they might be deficient in iron, they might be deficient in folate, B12, other B B vitamins. Uh, It can be vitamin D deficiency. So you look also for some imbalances in in, uh, nutrients that may also cause those symptoms. 
I guess this happens a lot in the north where the D yeah. vitamin D is not uh, so common. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, exactly. And even and even not in nor northern countries because even where I live in south of France Many people are deficient here in vitamin B because vitamin D, sorry, because the way the the mechanisms how you activate that vitamin D are not working well. So that's why some people it's not that sometimes you can have a sufficient amount of sun exposure, but you still can be deficient in vitamin D. Okay. Oh wow, I never yeah. I never thought about it. Yeah. And if we go a little bit back to the sitting job because remember you said yeah. that as musicians we probably <laughs> sit a lot and then you said in the beginning that uh, you would like to speak about the importance of uh, movement and sports yeah regarding uh, blood levels uh, sugar levels in blood so if yeah. you could uh, tell me a little bit about that yeah so first of all with movement what happens with movement when we move we tend to uh, inhale more of the oxygen Right, so we already when we have more oxygenated uh, blood, then we can produce, uh, then we can convert those nutrients into energy more easily. But another thing, why, like, uh, did you ever thought why the the doctors would say like if you have diabetes, uh, so you should exercise more? You ever thought about that? Why they no. say so? <laughs> <laughs> so basically, because when you exercise that um, glucose, the excess of glucose that is in the blood, it goes to the muscles. Okay, because when we exercise, the muscles need uh, the muscles they need energy, and uh, that energy they receive from glucose from the sugar in the blood. So if you have that excess of sugar in the blood, then you exercise that sugar, the glucose will go into the muscles, and then this will will help to balance out that blood sugar level. So that's why we feel like a bit better after exercise, right? Uh, another thing, when you exercise, as I mentioned to you before, you will have more oxygen in your blood. And then you have more oxygen in the blood, you can convert that oxygen uh, into energy, right? And the last one, when you exercise, you have uh, endorphins, right? Uh, I don't know if you heard about endorphins that are, they are like, Ple pleasure chemicals, feel good chemicals. Then you like they they are released after 30 minutes of exercise. So if you exercise for 30 minutes, sometimes I don't know if you felt that, but you feel like a bit high. I don't know. Mm -hmm. You feel like really good, you know, from out of nothing. You know, you just feel like wow, I I have energy. I feel good. I, I like um, I feel like uh, my days is good again. Yeah, you know? you've been lifted. Yeah. Yeah, you're kind of lifted. So these are this is the effect of um, endorphins. But it happens just after 30 minutes. I didn't know. I thought that you can do it in 10. <laughs> <laughs> Approximately after 30 minutes. I guess it's it depends on each person individually. But approximately, yes, it's around 30 min minutes. Some researchers, they say that it's even after one hour. But... Uh, On myself, I noticed that this most of the time after 30 hmm. minutes. And uh, yeah. you know this moment when you are really, really tired and you feel like, okay, I would go exercising, but you are so tired that it feels like you have no energy. And uh, mm -hmm. it's a very interesting um, mind game because it feels like, oh, I'm so tired and I cannot go to exercise. Mm -hmm. And you know, and what to do in those moments? Is it really good? to go to exercise or is it better to actually sleep and rest in, in bed? So there are there is different type of tiredness, fatigue, okay? If you feel like your whole body is in such a mode that you would only want to go to sleep and you feel like dizzy and tired and you just want to, you know, relax and do nothing, then yeah, me, I would suggest just to have a quick nap. 30 minutes nap, if you can manage to do that, it's perfect. If you can do that, it will help to, to rebalance your body, to recover, to, to, to balance it out, okay? But there are moments when you feel tired because you are, you know, just because you don't want to do something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because you try to avoid some task and then you feel like, oh, I'm tired, you know, just I, I'll better go and watch a movie, okay? So in this 
case, then I would say like, uh, you know, like kick yourself in the ass <laughs> and just uh, go and do it, you know, because uh, in those uh, those times, then you will gonna go outside, even it doesn't need to be like a very intensive exercise, it could only be like a simple walk outside for like half an hour, it can be um, again, some yoga, stretching or something like that. And then you will feel like uh, you, your energy is, is coming back. Uh, you feel better with yourself. You feel like, uh, yes, I, I did something. I completed. I did something good for myself. Mm, okay. And uh, let's talk a little bit about the mind and the food. And also mm -hmm. if there is any connection between our stress and you know the the way our mind works and what we eat of course it's huge connection so i don't know if you heard about this uh gut brain connection no <laughs> interested yeah so, uh, yeah so it's been researched a lot uh during the, the last years during this years these years uh, about this gut brain connection because they find out that our Uh, gut okay so we all have this microbiome in the gut uh, there is like um, the diversity of different bacterial strains in our gut the, okay? the whole this, universe <laughs> exactly there are tons tons millions trillions of bacteria right uh, bacterial strains so uh, then those are out of balance then They will, sell, they will send like signals to our central nervous system and that will cause uh, imbalance in our um, central nervous system, so in our brain and mood. So this can cause like depression, low mood, anxiety, all kind of uh, mental disorders, right? So it's huge, huge, um, huge link between the gut and the brain that they communicate through vagus nerve. This is like the, the nerve that uh, connects the gut with the brain. And uh, if there is imbalance in one or the another, they will impact each other, okay? So that's why, like, when we tend to eat processed foods or, like, highly refined foods, uh, white flour, you know, not enough of uh, vegetables, fruits, um, not enough of, um, let's say, protein... Uh, I don't know if you noticed that, but I really noticed on my patients, uh, they have this really no, low mood because mm -hmm. of that uh, microbiome uh, disbalance. Okay, it's called gut dysbiosis. So uh, then this happens, you don't know what's happening, but you are in low mood, you don't want to do anything, you feel uh, not motivated to <laughs> feel like it's you. listeners should see my face now. I'm doing like, what? Oh my God, like, this answered my question. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Because so, yeah. th there are weeks where you're like, okay, I'm just gonna, you know, have little holidays and eat anything I, I yeah. want. And in those weeks, you're like, I have no energy. I Okay, energy is one thing, but you are literally feel a little bit depressed and you're like, I don't exactly. want to do anything. You're not really motivated. And this it's can so actually true. be foods. I, I, I yes. never thought about it. Wow. It's really big connection. And the other very interesting thing, um, because uh, our feel-good hormone, serotonin, uh, 90% of serotonin is produced again in the gut. So then many people are thinking that all of serotonin is produced uh, somewhere in our central nervous system. Actually, the most of it, 90%, is produced in the gut. So if you don't have that balanced microbiota, right, that serotonin cannot be produced. So how are you going to feel good, mm. you know? So that's why like those foods, you know, like uh, prebiotic rich, uh, prebiotic rich foods, such as legumes, you know, vegetables, certain um, uh, also probiotic rich foods, such as kefir, kimchi, sauerkraut, you know, those foods, they really help to balance our microbiota and keep it in, in, uh, in the good diversity. So we have like very diverse um, bacterial strains. And then this helps to, to send the right signals to our central nervous system and make us feel good, make us feel lifted, make us feel, uh, you know, like in a good mood. So it's a huge connection that is like so many research has been made um, these last years about that. Wow, super interesting. Okay, what else do I have here? 
we covered sleep, we covered rest, we also yeah, covered thing. emotions. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> another thing is uh, hydration is also very important. How much water do you drink? So many people think like, uh, oh, you know, like a one liter is somewhere enough. Uh, but if you are dehydrated, again, like you're you are not you don't have enough of fluid to deliver the nutrients to the cells you know so we have cells everywhere and if we are dehydrated we cannot deliver the the nutrients that are in the blood to the particular cells so again this can cause uh, fatigue low mood you know like all those kind of uh, symptoms that we spoke before so also like um we need to make sure that we have those two liters of water again okay. like, not to forget that so let's do a little list, to-do mm -hmm. list. <laughs> so I remember <laughs> once uh, when we talked with you a couple of months ago, you said that I need to eat uh, six... Uh, handfuls? <laughs> handfuls, yeah, six handfuls, handfuls of vegetables during yes. lunch and during dinner, right? Yes. So it makes, mm -hmm. what, 12? Oh my God. No, no, <laughs> uh, no Monica, you... Probably you misunderstood me a little bit. <laughs> so I eat too much it's of vegetables. <laughs> yes, it's good. That's perfect. I mean, the, the, the best case scenario actually is 10 portions, but I know that that's very difficult to achieve. So it's 10 handfuls. But what we tend to start with and what I would normally recommend to the clients, so starting with six portions, so six handfuls. So meaning like Uh, if you can incorporate some of the vegetables in the morning, meaning maybe you can have a smoothie with some spinach and, uh, I don't know, rucola, celery or something like that, you know, so you have few portions in the morning, then you have a few portions uh, during lunchtime, let's say some broccoli and some dark leafy greens uh, like kale, and then you have something uh, two or three portions for dinner, okay? So in total, it has to be six, but then it's up to you how you want to um how you want to spread it out mm. and i remember also you said uh, really beautifully about exercise because uh you know so many of us feel like oh i i need to do like a, a high intensity workout otherwise i don't feel like i did anything and then you said yeah. no monica you just can't do every day 15 minutes but it's much better that you actually do it you know exactly so what we say you know the consistency is more important than Like the, the amount, it's much more important if you do consistently even five minutes of exercise than doing one hour once a week, you yeah. know? So if you do like, okay, five minutes is a bit maybe uh, too little, <laughs> but if you do like uh, 15 minutes, you know, every day, even 10 minutes, sometimes you don't have, sometimes, you know, you don't have any time to exercise, but if you do those five minutes, just some stretch uh, stretching or sun salutation or something whatever that makes you feel good is already better than nothing because you are you are putting yourself in this routine that every day you say to yourself that i need to exercise a little bit so it doesn't mm -hmm. need to be every hour every day like uh, one hour you know like maybe some days you feel like okay today i feel like i can do one hour i can go jogging outside it's a beautiful weather so i'm gonna enjoy that you know but some days you feel like okay uh, today i have uh, lots of work i have other things to do so i'll just do five minutes of some stretching and sun salutation for example and then you will feel that you know like your blood circulation is uh, is boosted so you you stretch you know like because uh, when we wake up our body is all uh, rigid you know you, it's not like rigid you just feel stiff so whenever you move a little bit your body i'm saying like it doesn't need to have it doesn't need to have to be like one hour you know just like moving your your body mm -hmm. a little bit being gentle with your body especially in the morning doing some stretching some yoga if you like that you know it will just help for that blood to flow and again like to deliver the nutrients to certain uh, certain parts to reduce inflammation reduce stress and again like increase the general well-being right so Especially, you know, like, um, I would not recommend, like, intense exercise for people who are very stressed, right? So, because when we exercise, uh, we also tend to, especially, like, when you ha we have those vigorous exercise, very intense exercise, uh, cardio exercise, we increase our cortisol levels, so the stress hormone levels. So, imagine if you're already stressed during the day, and then you go uh, to the gym and you do... Um, Uh, high intensity interval training you know you do like some 
some cardio exercise that will even raise that cortisol levels even higher, then it's not even healthy for for, for your body, for your adrenals. Mm-hmm. Uh, just wanted to ask, would you consider uh, jogging as an intensive cardio exercise? No, jogging is it's not in, it's not considered intensive because uh, unless you you are a sprinter, sprinting, yeah. <laughs> yeah, unless you're sprinting. Other than that, if you just jog and you breathe properly, then uh, no, it's not a high intensity exercise, and you can do you can easily do that. Another type of exercise that is really good for stressed people is probably, as you know, is yoga, yoga practice. Okay. And, and Pilates, do yoga. Pilates, <laughs> <laughs> do yoga. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's, especially now, it's so easy now, you know, sorry to interrupt, but it's so easy now. There are so many nice videos on YouTube that you can follow hundreds of uh, you know, like yoga professionals that they teach you how to do everything perfectly. So I think mm. it's, it's so easy and you can choose the, the time that you want to, uh, you know, that the time that you want to give for, for, for exercising. So like 15 minutes, you know, of some yoga, yoga the exercise that is 15 minutes or 20 or one hour, you know, you choose, you choose what you want and you don't need to go anywhere. You just, you can just do it from home. Yes. And I just wanted to finish up with this uh, motivation question because I mm-hmm. remember you you really motivated and I still keep following some of your uh, <laughs> suggestions and it really... Yeah. For example, I since we talked, it's been, what, three, maybe two months? Mm, I think I, more. <laughs> more, maybe, yeah. yeah I haven't more. skipped a day in my morning with a glass of uh, ginger and water. <laughs> ginger water, yes, amazing. Yes. Yeah, and now I have really the mixer where I can like uh, mix the water with the ginger. So yeah, just blend it. So yeah, it's super things. good. Ginger water is uh, does miracles because it's really anti-inflammatory. It boosts your fat burning. It reduces it. I mean, increase your immune function. Uh, like. It balances your blood sugar levels. There are so many good qualities of ginger water. But uh, yeah, it also like stimulates your metabolism. So whenever you drink it in the morning on empty stomach, then you mm-hmm. can metabolize better your breakfast and also absorb better the nutrients. So yeah, ginger water is very good thing for for our body. But uh, yeah, there. What else do you remember, Monica? <laughs> <laughs> what else do I remember? Um, uh, what else? Yeah, I eat <laughs> probably too much vegetable. <laughs> <laughs> okay, twelve portions. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> no, but That's I really good. started buying more vegetables. I mean, it's just. Um, and I, I, I think a little bit more of what mm-hmm. I, because I feel like um, when, you know, I, I try to be productive and sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like, oh, I'm going to eat somewhere quickly and not really prepare my food. And then in the end, I actually feel worse. And then it's like a, you know, close circle in a way, a little bit. So, so this is what I wanted to yeah. ask you. You know, so how to... what I would also, yeah, yeah, tell me <laughs> what I would uh, suggest also to your listeners. It's, uh, yeah, that is very good. You know, like if you want to have that high quantity of vegetables, uh, maybe 12 portions is a, it's really good, but already six, it would be, um, it would be a good amount. So then, you know, you can uh, batch cook them. So you just prepare like a batch of vegetables or for example, legumes. So if you like prepare your lentils or chickpeas or beans, you can cook like a huge batch of it and then keep it in the fridge. Or even if you want to use them in a week, then you can keep them in the freezer even. So like this, you know, you will know that anytime, you know, like sometimes for dinner, you are so hungry that you are like, whatever, I will eat just something quickly. And I don't care. I don't want to prepare anything. Uh, I'll just eat a sandwich, you know, because it's quick and easy or pasta. Uh, So when you have something that you prepared in advance, or even like, you know, you cut um, vegetables in cubes, and you keep also in the fridge in some batches that you only need to warm them up or only to boil them, you know, just make them uh, ready to be cooked. So this will, again, will uh, prevent you from snacking on something that is is uh, not beneficial for you. Also, yeah. like you can, 
yeah, you can have like uh, little sticks in the fridge of carrots and, uh, for example, cucumbers, uh, celery, if you like them, you know, and keep them like as a sticks in the fridge and then have some hummus on the side. And whenever you feel like really hungry and you're reaching like for, for something, for some sweets mm-hmm. uh, or chocolate, then you go and you have that hummus that is also really nice with, with those vegetables. So you also have some, you can also increase the, those portions of vegetables during your snack as well Mm -hmm. so this is a good thing but another thing uh you know like it's it's very important to include those vegetables it's very important to have more legumes uh, whole grains and all these kind of foods but as well it's very very important to discontinue those foods like processed foods that we spoke before you know, just a white bread. Uh, if you can replace a white bread with um, sourdough bread, rye bread, black bread, you know, so this is always like look for replacement. So if you have white bread, then what can I replace white bread with? Maybe I, I can uh, replace with uh, replace with buckwheat crackers, or maybe I can replace with rye bread, or maybe I can uh, not to eat bread at all, you know. Then if you eat white rice on a daily basis, maybe I can eat brown rice instead, you know, or black rice. So mm-hmm. just looking for those um, higher fiber foods, you know. So all those uh, white flour products are very low in fiber and then it will cause that huge sugar spike in your blood. And those foods that contain a lot of fiber will help to slow down that release of sugar. So then, you know, like all the whole foods, legumes, vegetables, uh, brown rice, uh, even like pasta. If you eat pasta, you know, the regular pasta, why don't you pa- try the pasta from buckwheat or, or lentils or chickpeas if you like, you know, like you can just try the inter- alternatives and see how you react to that. Another thing is very, very important um, that you can't forget, especially if you want to balance your uh, energy levels, is to include protein with each meal. I don't know if you remember that, but we spoke about mm-hmm. protein uh, is, is one of those um, things that will help you, again, like fiber, to slow down that release of sugar. Uh, into the blood right because uh, when you include a protein for example you're having just a simple pasta but then if you add some tuna so tuna it would be animal-based protein right you already slow down the release of sugar from those carbohydrates from the pasta Mm -hmm. so then this would be like your blood sugars then would be more stable and again like if you eat just like simple porridge in the morning why don't you add some nuts and seeds when you add nuts and seeds, they have uh, a protein, a plant-based protein, right? So again, this will help to um, increase the nutrients, the healthy nutrients in nuts and seeds. So there are plenty of them, but also again to balance that low sugars. Yeah, I just wanted to say that it was really interesting that you said that actually matching the products can have an influence yeah. on uh, sugar levels. I didn't think about that, you know. Yeah. So basically, like what we all, what I would always suggest when a person feels tired, you know, like never to forget the protein, but with each meal, even with the snack. So that's why I was saying, you know, when you have, uh, for example, um, what can I give you an example? Uh, when you have a fruit, for example, like an apple, right? Uh, you can have it with a little bit of uh, almond butter. So then it will make it uh, more satiating. But also the almond butter, it has the protein, right? So the, the apple, it's, I mean, fruits are okay. They still have a lot of fiber. It will not cause that huge spike as the cake or, or some sweets, right? But still, like, to, to equalizing those blood sugar levels, if you add some nut butter with an apple, then you will, you will not feel that spike. You will not feel after the crash and the low energy after, after mm. eating that, you know? So with each food, and another thing... Uh, not adding only the protein, but also adding healthy fats. So healthy fats will is essential for our brain function, for our focus, concentration, especially as a musician, then you need to focus a lot on, uh, on uh, what you are doing to be mentally uh, really focused, I imagine. Uh, so those foods, healthy fats, will really help to boost that focus and concentration. So, for example, you know, like if you eat... Um, uh, salmon with some vegetables and uh, you can 
uh, you can add some olive oil, you know, on that. Or if you eat again, like uh, some porridge, you add some nuts and seeds. So all the time to focus on those healthy fats, maybe it's a coconut oil, maybe it's a half an avocado. So if you have a dinner and you have some legumes, maybe you can have half an avocado, you know. So again, healthy fats, protein, uh, low glycemic index foods, low glycemic index foods are again those that I explained to you that are higher in fiber. Like if you just type or your listeners uh, can type um, uh, on Google, you know, like low glycemic index foods, they will, they will have a table of like huge list of those foods that they can substitute with or they can try instead of those uh, high glycemic index foods. So hmm. it's basically, it's easy, but you need, you know, just to think like how you can, which alternatives you can use instead of those foods you were using before. Hmm. Yeah. And uh, lastly, probably this is the most difficult thing, is actually to, to take that step and start planning it and actually following uh, this uh, healthy kind of lifestyle. So what mm -hmm. would you say would be the best uh, tip mentally to, you know, mm -hmm. motivate yourself? So first of all, I would ask myself, what is my goal? Okay, I would ask, so what do I want to achieve? Do I want to have better performance? Do I want to have more energy? Do I want to just feel good, you know? And if I keep that in mind, then I would think, so what do I need to do to, to achieve that? And uh, as you probably noticed, if you eat uh, like crap diet, you know, <laughs> and if you are just... Yeah like binging on sweets and uh, on, uh, you know, sugar and uh, donuts, okay, then this might impact your mood, this might impact your energy. So will you have that energy to do the work that you want to do, you know, will your productivity be the same as if you would eat uh, the foods that would benefit you, would, would benefit you physically, mentally, and from, you know, like the whole body, uh, the whole body. So like I would ask myself, what do I then prefer, you know, being in this state where I always lazy, low mood, uh, where I don't have energy, I don't want to exercise, or do I want to feel productive? Uh, I, do I want to, do I want to have lots of energy? Do I want to be, you know, that maybe I can do that uh, work in much less time than if I would be, you know, lazy and tired and, and, uh, not motivated. So I think as for any of us, uh, nutrition really benefits, uh, our other aspects of life. So our work productivity, our, uh, motivation, our general well-being. you know, how we feel, uh, uh, with ourselves as well, you know, our body becomes, uh, starts to be like, uh, in a better shape and, uh, you just, you just, you know, it's, it's everything connected, like our body, our mindset, everything starts to change, you know, you just, just need to decide as soon as you decide, you will do the change. So Camilla, thank you so much <laughs> for taking your time and talking about self-care. <laughs> I yeah, think it's very it's important really nice. for all of us. Yeah. And um, yes, I, I'm really glad we had this conversation and thank you for sharing so much valuable information. <laughs> <laughs> yes, maybe a bit too much, but uh, yes. Thank you for joining Open Arte today. I hope you liked this episode. And if you feel like anyone would benefit from these conversations, please share it with your friends or on social media. If you'd like to find out a little bit more about me, you can always find me on Instagram or Facebook by my name. And now, as I mentioned before, if you seek for further advice regarding nutrition, you can book your 30-minute health review call with Camille. I will put all the details in the episode notes and I wish you the best day. Thanks for joining Open Arted.